welcome to Yoga Olamit, where we examine the relationship of yoga and mindfulness to people's everyday lives and experiences. I'm Dana Baxter. Today, we are talking with Annie Wilkin, a sophomore studying accounting and business at Babson College. Annie has been a member of Yoga Utsma since it began, and she finds that she has learned a lot about herself through learning about a wide array of mindfulness practices. Annie thinks that the business world has begun to approach mindfulness as a crucial aspect of working life in a field that can be incredibly hectic and believes that these practices should be further incorporated into a stressful day at work. And now your host, Monica Staker. Hi, Annie. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, Monica. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm good. Can yeah. you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and your yoga and mindfulness practices? I am a sophomore at Babson College and I'm concentrating in accounting with a, a big question mark next to that, but definitely doing a lot of business related stuff since it's a business school. I am from Los Angeles, California. So during quarantine, I just had a whole lot of nothing to do. And I thought what better time than now to get into mindfulness practices. I hit the ground running. I found this program called Yoga Otsma and it was just a really great program and really well done and a lot of different ways that I could apply this mindfulness practice, whether that be through breathing, yoga, meditation, um, ecstatic dancing, so many different options and I really was able to find things that worked for me and things that helped me improve and it's just been a great experience so far and I have learned so much about myself and I really like everything so far. I love that and you mentioned a lot of things but before we get into the specific yoga practices and even your business major, how did you get involved with Yoga Otsma? I got involved through CJP which is Combined Jewish Philanthropies of Greater Boston. And they send out a newsletter and it was like two days before Yoga Otsma was starting. And I read the description and I was like, okay, journaling, mm, not really for it. Meditation, mm, not really for it. Dancing, definitely not for it. But then I saw yoga and I was like, okay, maybe I'll try it. It's been crazy. It's been so amazing. Just like learning these things about myself. And like I, if you asked me in March, if I ever saw myself dancing around my room, listening to music and breathing, doing my yoga breath, I would have been like, you're insane. But I have really grown to like these things because I can see the benefit that they have on me. And there's been so much personal growth. And that's all come from Yoga Otsma. Are there specific benefits or things that you see within yourself now that you can quantify for our listeners? Oh, definitely. Like, I just am so much less stressed, I think. I have an exam coming up or I have a ton of homework. Like, I'll be looking at my to-do list and I'm like, okay, I have 15 hours of homework and I have seven hours to do it all. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I should be really stressed out right now. And I'm not because I take a deep breath and I do my three clearing breaths and 
it's like it solves all my problems. I just, I have noticed that I've been so much less stressed, even with all the craziness of quarantine and elections and just like life turning upside down. While I obviously was still stressed and anxious, it was nowhere near to the extent that it would have been if I didn't have these mindfulness practices. I definitely understand that. And then with the CJP newsletter, you said that it was specifically the yoga that attracted you to this practice. Mm-hmm. What about yoga and mindfulness is so attractive to to you then? That's a good question. I, I think it's just taking time for myself. I think it's something that like not enough people do. And if everyone just spent like 30 minutes, 20 minutes a day thinking about their thoughts and organizing their thoughts in their mind and meditating, I just think the world would be such a different place. And while that's not yoga exactly, I, Shavasana is my favorite thing, like just lying on my back, breathing and taking in, absorbing everything that I've just done is my favorite part of doing yoga. I think I do. I know it's it's about the journey, not the destination, but the destination for me is Shavasana and I love it because I just get into such a deep state and it's like I'm, I'm laying on my hardwood floor on my thin little yoga mat, but I feel like I'm lying on a cloud because it's just like, it like takes me to a whole other place and that's in like six minutes of doing Shavasana. So imagine my 20 minute meditations every morning. You know, I'm really able to go to another place and learn about myself and my mind and my body and how I'm going to use this information to go about my day and have a good day. Definitely. And for our listeners who might not know what Shavasana is, it's that pose at the end of yoga where you're almost just lying on the ground. It's also called corpse pose. And it's usually used as the most relaxing ending of your session. So going off of that, though, Annie, you did say that not enough people do yoga and, or mindfulness. Mm-hmm. How do you think college students in general would benefit from these practices? Oh, I think there's so much benefit to it. And I feel a bit hypocritical when I say that because I don't take advantage of all of the benefits. I know that doing yoga benefits me. I know that meditating benefits me. I can see the effect it has on me when I do it versus when I don't. And yet there's days when I'm sitting at my desk from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed, Uh, especially with the way things are on college campuses now, it's like I barely leave my dorm room and I'm constantly like stretching and standing up and touching my toes because my back just hurts so bad from sitting all day. And if I just took one of my my breaks, instead of going on my phone and scrolling through Instagram, if instead I went and did some yoga on my yoga mat for 15 minutes, I think my day would be so much better. I'd feel more relaxed. I'd feel less stressed. And I'm I'm telling you this because I want you to do it. I want you to learn from my mistakes. And I want you to be like, 
wow, Annie, you're telling me all of this. Like, I, here's a tangible way to make my day better in 15 minutes. Why don't I do it? And I'm saying you should. You should do it. Listen to me and listen from my mistakes. And with that, with your college experience, can you tell us about studying business? Yeah, honestly, that's a good question. What do I like about business? Um, there's definitely days before all my midterms where I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? But I, I like to work with numbers. I like to see how numbers affect business decisions. And we, I'm in managerial accounting right now. And just like seeing, okay, if this number is too low, then that is the deal breaker for this company. This company cannot produce this product if the number falls below 60. And it's just so crazy to like see all the behind the scenes because you just see the Clorox products at Walmart or the lack of Clorox products for that matter. But I get to see all the behind the scenes of how they found their suppliers and how their suppliers get their products to the locations on time and how long it takes. And because it takes two weeks to get it from the supplier to the store, like that means they have to order it this many days in advance. And it's just really cool hearing and learning about all the behind the scenes. Um, with all that being said, there's a lot of numbers, there's a lot of words and acronyms and different things roaming around in my mind. And what I wanna do with this is definitely the end all be all question. I am definitely very interested in accounting and becoming a CPA, which is a certified public accountant. Whether or not that will happen, good question. I'm also really interested in becoming a consultant, uh, specifically a human capital consultant, which is very niche, but it's basically where you would be hired by the company um, your firm would be hired and you would go and you would talk to the employees there and learn about their skills and the company's mission and how you can use the employees at the company to better benefit the company as a whole. And I just really like talking with people, really like interacting with people learning about their cultures and their backgrounds and their skill set and knowledge and how you can, you can leverage that and make a better company out of it. So I think that's the end all be all goal, but it's very niche. So we'll see what happens and we'll see two years from now if I'm even thinking about this still. <laughs> Do you see mindfulness and yoga playing into your future though? Oh, of course. I think um, in no matter what I end up doing, if I end up going into accounting, you know, they have their busy seasons and it's just chaos and so hectic and 70 plus hour work weeks. And I think that being able to look at a thousand and one numbers in front of you and see this like never ending to do list, being able to look at that, take a deep breath, my three deep cleansing breaths and say, we're gonna get through this, it's gonna be okay, we're gonna come out the other side. And yeah, I think mindfulness plays a huge part in that. And even like, if I go down the consulting path and I am talking to people every day, I'm hearing like their problems, 
it's almost like a mini therapist, you know, you got to be able to like hear their problems and not freak out yourself. See, see these companies going towards like bankruptcy and being like, okay, it's okay. Everything's okay. We're going to solve your problems. That's what I'm here for. And like taking on other people's and other companies' problems and being able to handle that with grace. And even if you're freaking out internally, <laughs> knowing that you have your mindfulness practice to, you know, ease some of that craziness. As someone in the pre-business world, though, have you seen the business world as a place where mindfulness is used or accepted even? I think it's coming around. I mean, when you look at like Google and all those places at like Silicon Valley that have those like napping pods and they have like a gym in their office and they have like spa rooms and all this crazy stuff. And you're like, wow, I want to work there. And, you know, they know that they have hardworking employees and they know that have they, their employees have deadlines and their employees are going to meet that deadline. And if they need to go take an hour nap, then go take an hour nap. You know, they trust their employees to get their job done and do what they need to do for themselves. And if that means mindfulness practice, then it means mindfulness practice. And those companies are going to give them the resources that they need to do that properly and have good mental health. And I think that's so important. Um, you're definitely seeing that in more and more companies being able to take like mental health days, which is so great. I think every company should have that. And it's nice to see more of them coming around, whether that be with napping pods or with um, mental health days. But yeah, you're definitely seeing it in different ways. I love that it's starting to be included then. Are there any suggestions that you, that you have that the business world could improve on through practicing mindfulness? Well, I think it really depends on the firm or, you know, what this business is doing exactly but I know places that have that like host morning yoga sessions at the office and I think that would be amazing I would love to work at a firm like that where you go in you know maybe you're not quite wearing your suit and tie you're going in in your your gym clothes and you do yoga and then you put on your blazer and you say okay I am ready my head is clear I'm in the right place let's start this day and you just have the strength and you have the internal strength and the mental strength to crush the day. Great. Well, I think that leads me to my last question then, Annie. Do you have any last things to say about mindfulness, about mindfulness in the business world or anything else in particular that you'd like to leave with our audience? Yes, I would like to say that there, every day is a crazy day. You never know what is going to come about the day, but if you can start it off well, then you're starting it off on the right path and the right footing. And meditation and yoga and just taking deep breaths is the best way to do it. Whether that is conscious breathing and setting your mind on the right path or 
doing some yoga and stretches and not thinking about all the stress that's going to come about later, focusing on the present will help you for the future. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today, Annie. Thank you for having me. Again, this is Yoga Olami. Make sure to tune back in two weeks for another edition to hear about yoga and meditation within another walk of life. Again, I'm Dana Baxter, and on behalf of Monica Sager, myself, and the Yoga Olamit staff, thank you, and we'll see you next time.